Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. We have some news, but biggest of all, Brig is back right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as I said before, our guy, Brig, is back in his chair. He is with us once again. Welcome back to the show, Brig. How are you today? I am excellent, Brad. How are you? I'm I'm so happy you're here, Brig. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I am legit thrilled to be here. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. It's been but, a long time coming. I'm ready. <laughs> I know, and we're going to we're going to get into that. We're going to get Brig caught up a little bit later, but first there is some stuff to get into. There was a little bit of news this week that we want to talk about because that's how we start every show, right? With the news. So let's get into the news. First things first, ESPN has announced that they are exploring quote unquote, an A-Rod cast. Now this I think is interesting. So what they do where this comes from is Monday night football. They do on ESPN two. What is, I don't think this is the technical term for it, but what people started calling it is the Manning cast or Manning night football. Yeah. Uh, where Eli and Peyton Manning, they sit at their houses doing a remote broadcast and they just talk about the game. It's like watching the game with the Mannings, right? And I've watched cool. some clips. Yeah, it is. I don't actually watch Monday Night Football just because ain't nobody got time for that and we're doing this instead. But uh, the clips that I've seen, I love it because I love the Mannings, first off. Like, who doesn't? But it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, but what they're doing is they're going to have Alex Rodriguez and Michael Kay do Sunday night baseball. First things first with this break. Is this a good or bad idea? What do you think? Uh well, I think the representative opinion of the demographic of fans is that what a great way to get A-Rod out of the mainstream. And <laughs> lots of people are saying they would rather listen to Joe Buck than A-Rod. <laughs> says something about <laughs> Uh, huge in the deal. <laughs> but uh i don't know i i don't know i like michael k obviously i love mm. michael k he does a great job i've been listening to him call games for years mm-hmm. um and i think a rod is a terrific analyst i've said that a million times i think he does a great job delivering insider baseball information to people that otherwise wouldn't understand or and somehow the way he does it is fluid and easy to get a hold of it's easily to easily chewable easily chewable it's for show back there we go like that and (laughs) anyway that's that's what i say that (laughs) yeah it's not such a big deal i i think it could be a great alternative i think it'll be really good because i like to listen to a-rod it is funny though because people absolutely like shred him on the internet for some of the stuff he says and what it is is he deals in cliches um but he uses them in a way that people aren't used to like with the way he talks about things like i remember specifically there was one 
somebody just drove a ball right up the middle, just hit it hard between second base and the second baseman. And it went right, it just dropped right on the grass for a single. And he goes, That's a good piece of hitting. No exit velo, no uh, launch angle, whatever. He's like, Just a good piece of hitting. And people are like, Well, of course, of course, there was exit velo and launch angle. There's that on every single pitch. It's like, That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about just straight up hitting, not worrying about the barrel of the bat, just putting the barrel of the bat on the ball and putting it where they ain't, right? Like, People kill him for stuff like that, and it makes me crazy because he's actually making a really good point that, like, this dude's just trying to hit the ball, and he did a really good job there doing it, you know? So I'm going to watch it. Like, that's the version of baseball I'm going to watch on Sunday nights because I like that kind of stuff. I like when he's breaking down a guy's swing. He was talking about Cody Bellinger's struggles earlier this year. He swung and his helmet fell off. He's like, that means his head's not in the right spot when he's trying to hit the ball. That's why he can't hit it. Right, he's off you know stuff like that. Middle. Like we don't, yeah, we see guys swinging their helmets fall off all the time. It's like, man, he really swung out of his hat on that one. But it, there's a reason for it, and he gave us that reason. So, yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like it. I agree. I think it'll be good. I totally agree. But, Not that I don't like the other broadcasters; they do mm-hmm. a great job. But mm-hmm. I like now we have two what I think are going to be good choices. Yeah, I am a little confused why it's Michael K. Um, out of everybody available. I don't know anything about um, why it would be Michael K. It doesn't make any sense to me because uh, I don't know that he has any affiliate with ESPN besides maybe having a show on an ESPN affiliate in New York, something like that, um, because they have people in the bullpen they could bring in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it was a straight Manning cast type thing and it was A-Rod and Jessica Mendoza? I know that they would probably, there would be a lot of people who straight up say, like, I'm not watching those two. But no, the same they time, would never watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know, but they have other people. They have other people available. Well, you know, so, so what I would like to see, Michael yeah, what I would like to see is a players only broadcast team yes. where it's like, get me Big Poppy and Pedro, you know, or get me and, and cycle it out every week so that it's mm-hmm. a new combo of buddies doing a different show every week or maybe they do a month. Maybe it's the mm-hmm. month of the Yan- former Yankees players. And then it's a month of whatever. I don't know. But if you did a handful of games, you could go through each ball club, have representatives of former players that are articulate, that understand the game, all that kind of stuff. And I think you could find people with experience in the booth behind the microphone, like a rod, like Poppy, like the big hurt, <clears throat> Frank Thomas, for those of you who are new, you could get that kind of experience doing that kind of call. And I think it'd be great, man. It would be. It would be really good. Um, well, TNT, TNT uh, the NBA on TNT. Anyway, they do something like that. Um, they call it, I think they call it Players Night. Cool. Or Players Only Night, where in the studio they have all former players running the studio show. That's awesome. And it's cool. It's fun. It's yes. like I I can't remember what they have on there, but but yeah, like the the hosts all step out, like the the TV guys, they all step out. It's all former players, men and women, NBA, WNBA, and they're in there talking talking basketball, and it's awesome because that's who you want to hear about this stuff from. You don't want to hear from yes. We appreciate you listening, but you probably don't want to hear from us when you have that other option, right? Not when Frank <laughs> Thomas is talking about hitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Or Pug Poppy, his bigness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. The other thing I think would be cool, though, do you remember when um, 
uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson fought, and Snoop Dogg was doing the commentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think if you got the right dynamic, you got the right combination of people together. <laughs> and maybe that's the answer. Maybe the answer is is that the the color commentators are the players, but the main play by play person is a celebrity with a huge crush on baseball. Right. Could so be. you bring in Bill Murray. And he's uh-huh. in charge of calling all the, the Cubs. He, he's sitting in the booth with uh-huh. all the former Cubs players who are in on this. And they are bantering and making jokes <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> now, that is a million-dollar idea at ESPN. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I like that. Uh, I, don't, for, I don't know that Bill Murray necessarily wants to work that hard. But, um, but no, it would work. Uh, but, you know, they did try that on, on Monday Night Football though, with Dennis Miller. But Dennis Miller was the color guy. He wasn't the, wow. the main play-by-play guy, you know, right. so I don't know, but it's an idea, you know, but I will say this, Michael K is plenty funny, so there could be some level of support with that. Yeah. But that all being said, they do have to replace A-Rod in the main booth, and do you know who they're replacing him with? No. David Cohn. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. He's he's good. He's, he's really good. Really good. He might actually be a better guy to have an A-Rod spot for the A-Rod cast than A-Rod. Yeah, because he'll bring he'll bring a level of the irreverent with like the comedy and the really, really good baseball stuff. And it's sly. His irreverence, his innuendo and the jokes, you're you're just not sure half the time. And sometimes it's so dry. He'll go. Right. Right. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Those of you who don't know how intelligent David Cohn is, you haven't been listening to any of the broadcasts he participates on with. Yes. But also. Uh, you've probably not listened to or read his book, Full Count, which is superb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Anyway. Yeah, so some some changes coming with ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. I hope it's for the better because um, ESPN could use that on Sunday night with, with baseball. But we have some more changes. We're going to stick with the Yankees just for a little bit. I'm sorry, everyone. You're welcome, Brig, for this. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Balkovitz has been hired as a manager of the Yankees low A affiliate the Tampa Bay or the Tampa Tarpons. She is the mm-hmm. first female manager of any MLB affiliated baseball team. This ever. is a big deal. It's amazing. Ever 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 ever. Ever ever. At any level. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yes. Or she has a tremendous amount of experience in baseball. She's been working in game for 10 years. She uh she was managing. She was managing an Australian baseball team, correct? In 2020, during the pandemic, I think when she couldn't yeah, manage yeah, just it. After, the, yeah, yeah when, when she, she couldn't, couldn't do the minor league deal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's freaking awesome. And then, didn't you say she had experience in Denmark? Yeah. So what I read that she had had experience working with the Den with the Danish. Is it Danish? Denmark? Ooh, Dutch? Or is it Dutch? the Netherlands? Uh, it was Denmark. Uh, Sorry, it was their- Ken. It was it was their national. It's mad at me when I get Denmark and the Netherlands and Dutch and Danish mixed up. I don't know which is which. I I can't. Anyway, with the national team, she's been working with the national team for some time. She's college catcher. She has apparently multiple master's degrees. I'm not sure in what, but that's what the bio said. Should have looked that up. But anyway, very smart, very capable. I believe she's going to do a very good job. And she also managed um, the or was on the coaching staff for the Future Stars. That's right. Last year, the, 
the futures so. team, yeah, or the futures game. Yeah, the other thing is she's not afraid of technology. She's using rapid eye movement tracking, blink rates, and swing mechanics, and you know, uh, power. She's she's a power lifter herself, so she's doing all this, um, you know, integration between old school and new school ideas. Mm-hmm. But the coolest thing is, is I, I watched a video by moment. I think it was by Momentum mm-hmm. on YouTube, and check it out. We'll probably put a link in the description box, but. Um, she, she kind of outlined some of her philosophy and it's exactly how I feel about athletes and athletics. She says, I would be a terrible coach if all I did was improve a guy's batting average. If all I can do yeah. is prefer is improve his on-field performance, then I have failed miserably. He needs to be a better person. He needs to be a better teammate, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, yes, right. Even when he leaves the facilities, he needs to be better as a person mm-hmm. than when he came in and worked with me. And I'm like, I love it. It's That's exactly awesome. what baseball needs. And it has, but it's this, the right kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very good. Very cool. I have a feeling we're going to see her up at the big league level at some point. She's still very young. She's 34. Like we said, been coaching for 10 years at this point. Um, she, I think she has potential to be one of the first uh, female big league managers. Agreed. Um, if, if this season goes well and all, if I mean we have a season and all goes well, uh, I I don't think that she would be in the minor leagues for too long. Yeah. But but speaking of women in baseball, been a big week for that. We had Genevieve Beacom who pitched for the Melbourne Aces. My wife went to Australia, so now she says Melbourne, the Melbourne, Melbourne Aces. Right. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> but she made her debut for them Friday night. Uh, she's the first woman to pitch in the Australian Baseball League, and she's very good. Did you watch any of those clips? Did I did. Oh yeah, I totally did. Really good. Like yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say big league stuff, but she's going to do well in the Australian League. I feel like. Um, yeah. Rob Friedman, who is on tw- on Twitter as pitching at pitching ninja, he does a lot of overlay, so you can see uh, pitchers with their arm slots, see fastball versus curveball, and the best pitchers. There is no difference between their arm slots. So it means that it's it's very difficult for hitters to identify whether a fastball is coming or a curveball, a changeup, whatever. So he did one with her, and they're identical. It's awesome. I was very impressed. It's very hard to do. No kidding. Well, and what I saw when I was watching the clips is that she throws ground balls, and that's money. That know? is. Yeah. She's not you trying to get out and strike out everybody. It's just like throw ground, you know, throw a ground ball. It you know rolls its way to third base and it's over, yeah. And that's brilliant. Yeah, it's outstanding. She would, I think, she would need to bring on more velocity to even make it to the minor leagues in the states. Um, but it's a step in the right direction as far as the game goes in general. Because um, totally. you know, Brig and I talk about this a lot. We we follow baseball for all on Instagram and and we we follow that really closely. We think this is really cool. I mean, Brig's got a daughter who could potentially play baseball when she gets older. If she wants to. And we want those opportunities open for her and other other girls and other people's daughters as well. So, amen. It's very cool. We're very excited about this. It's something we'll continue to follow. Last thing before we go to break, this is something that's been very interesting. We don't have a whole lot of uh, CBA or lockout news because, as we said last week, the owners have refused to come to the negotiating table. There has not been any negotiating going on. That being said, MLB also will not let the Angels talk to Adam Eaton or potential coaching position on Joe Madden's staff because of the lockout and because he was part of the union last season. 
and he hasn't officially retired is the, is the other thing is that he hasn't filed the paperwork, everything like that and left the union, whatever. Right. But because he still technically could play this season, then that's why they don't want him to talk. Now, this is a problem, Brig. Do you want to kind of outline the issue here that we see with this and going forward? Well, from start to finish, this is the most information we have about the CBA. Yeah. <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> yes. Even though it feels tertiary, it's not because we know the owners aren't coming to the to the table. We also know that they are split. This is a this is really splitting hairs hard. I think Big time. there's there's no reason for Adam Eaton to take the field ever again. And there's no indication that he will. So why why can't he interview? Because the front office and the coaching staff and everything, they're all exempt from this work stoppage thing, right? They can still be paid and they can still mm-hmm. go and perform their duties, whatever those duties are at the moment. So yep. um, that, to me, that's the biggest deal. But it also indicates this the, the tremendous difficulty that, that nobody's telling us about. With the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is trouble. And it is, I feel like it's just one more thing of like the MLB being like, you know, putting their thumb on the whole thing, trying to squash yeah. anything, any progress of anybody who has been part of the union in the last 13 months, even. You know, like we saw a few guys who didn't play on big league teams last year who have signed minor league deals. D Strange Gordon was one of them. Uh, Jewel and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Adam Eaton was cut back in August and now, Major League Baseball is like, nope, still can't. It's unreal. Yeah. It's it's petty. It feels really petty to me. It but. is. It does feel petty. All right. Before we go to break, Brig, you had one more thing you wanted to talk to us about. Go yep. right ahead. I, I have some news. I figure we put this in current events because it's a current event. Um, baseball family, I just got to tell you from the bottom of my heart how much I love you and how grateful I am that you've stuck with us this whole time. And how awesome it is that you've supported us, uh, especially Brad in my absence. I wanted to talk a little bit about my absence and why I was gone for quite a quite a long time. Um, and without getting into too many details, I just need to, I guess what I'll say is that um, we need to take our mental health seriously. It's a huge deal. And if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not practicing good self-care, then you, you could end up in a situation where you really need some help and you need to go way, way outside yourself to get it like I did. So that's what I've been doing. I've been dealing with my own personal struggles. Um, and I, I luckily had a great team behind me, uh, friends and family and neighbors and, um, everybody who said, dude, you're, you're suffering. You need to get some help. So I did. It was like a really loving intervention. Not that interventions aren't loving, um, but nobody like hung a banner for me or anything like that. They just said <laughs> nobody showed up in my living room like surprise. Um, this sucks for you and it sucks for everybody else. No, it was it was more of a, a frank conversation with some people. And uh, and they said, hey, what do you need? Like, let's real talk right now. Brad was part of that as well. So um, that's all I'm going to say right now, potentially say more later. But now I just want to encourage you that. If you're in a situation where you, you, you are hurting uh, on the inside and your inside world doesn't match your outside world, you got to take action because there's a lot of hope on the other side. There's a lot of resources. There's a lot of help. And our mental health is very real. It's very important. And I encourage you to take it seriously. 
So with that baseball family, stick back here and uh, we'll take a quick break. Hey, babe, I'm headed to concessions. Do you want me to grab you something? Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting. Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. No, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, but just get me anything. What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Just put it on. No, I told you I don't want to. It'll be fine. No, Brig. I don't want to get punched in the face. It's way more fun than you think, I promise. You're the crazy one, not me. It's Venom. It's the best. You'll be fine. I don't care how good the equipment is. You're always saying how important content is. It'll be good content for YouTube and TikTok. I'm not going to let you punch me in the face. Do it for the gram. Brig says I have to read this. Whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. Just be careful who finds your stuff. It might say more about your friends than it does about you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So, I mean, it's a little strange doing this because Brig and I usually alternate, so there's no issue as to who's leading in which segment. But I'm going to do it this time because we got to get Brig caught up. And we thought that we would reintroduce him to you, our <laughs> listeners, via a rundown. Now, it's gonna not it's not gonna be a traditional rundown, it's gonna be like a hybrid because we gotta get him caught up on some of the topics we talked about, uh, give him a chance to uh, speak his truth into the microphone as far as his opinions and things like that, because that's what this platform is for, for us to talk baseball to you. Um, also, there's gonna be some rundown questions in there mixed in. So, Brig, are you ready? I'm ready, I think. All right, first question. What is your quest? Oh, oh man. Ah, oh, peace and clarity. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. What is your favorite color? <laughs> it feels so different on this side. White <laughs> is my favorite color. Don't oh, give me any of that absence or presence of all color thing. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on Yasiel Puig going to the KBO, our beloved KBO? Oh, man. Talk about a culture clash. (laughs) That dude has enough personality to disrupt the entire peninsula. So I think what is going to happen is that either he will get kicked out or they're going to name a team after him. I don't know which it's going to be, but one of those two things is going to happen. It'll be the NC Dinos are playing the the Doosan Puigs. Is what's going to happen? They're they're just going to be the wild horses. They'll be the Doosan wild horses. That's what it'll be. That's exactly. That's what it'll be. What it I think that's and what, their yeah. mascot will walk around licking a bat. Just you know, <laughs> that's. <laughs> and be, everybody understands with their mini bats. They'll go ah. 
it'll be a horse with his tongue out of its mouth. It'll just be that's exactly right. That always exactly right. That. Or they'll kick him out and he'll try Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, might see him on yeah. Australia eventually. I don't know. That's yeah, exactly. I don't think he's you're just going to follow Manny Ramirez around. Is what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will. Manny yeah, being Manny, will. and there's Yasiel. There it is. He's a piece of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brig. Next question. All right. <laughs> if baseball were a beverage, what would it be? Uh, lemonade. lemonade. A nice, refreshing, ice cold lemonade. It's just enough tart. It's just enough sweet. It's perfectly balanced. It's the thing you want on a hot day. Uh, it's acceptable to anyone in their moral compass. Everybody can drink lemonade. There's not a kosher problem. There's not an alcohol problem. There's has nothing to do with any of that. It's lemonade, bro. Come at me. That's perfect. Thanks, man. I like that. I've okay. never heard that question, but I've thought about that question. <laughs> um, okay. Now, Cody Bellinger signed a one-year $17 million deal to avoid arbitration, but the news came out about two or three weeks after the uh there i guess it actually came out like between christmas and new year's but the team said the deal was reached about two weeks right before maybe right before the uh the cba expired my question for you do you think that there is potential for backdoor dealings going on right now oh with the lockout (laughs) of course (laughs) and scotty b's at the four (laughs) he's up there (laughs) with his battle axe and his shield and he's like, where are we going to, who are we going to mow down? You know what I mean? He's got his picket line behind him. They're in a phalanx position. All his lawyers with their spears behind him. It's like Leonidas in 300. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, my shield is obscuring my vision or whatever. <laughs> Very good. His helmet, uh, rather. Sorry. <laughs> What is your thought on MLB firing Ken Rosenthal for his criticism of Rob Manfred? I this that is a great question, and I I just wanted him to know that we have a spot for him here. Most certainly. So I, do. I don't know what he's worried about if he is worried at all. It shouldn't be. I don't think he is. He can he's come working. on the Baseball Together podcast and have a platform to bash on Rob Manfred all he wants anytime. We'll welcome it. Ken, for your bow tie, get over here, man. Let you get a free hat. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we live at the corner of Fire Rob Manfred and Brig has old man uh, opinions and crankiness. So that's exactly right. <laughs> Curmudgeonery, I think. Curmudgeonery, the yes, term. there it is. is um, no, I I think term. I think it's it's more it's more evidence of this fiefdom that Rob has created, which again makes no sense to me. He's he's got to be just this puppet that is being pulled by somebody else that there's there's no way that rob manfred is at the heart of all of this buffoonery that's impossible um so i want to know what the left hand is doing while we're all being distracted by the right which is back to your previous question but on top of that for you to be uh you know just not just discriminated against but i mean this is persecution um I hate it. I think it's, I mean, they can fire whoever they want, but if they're, if they're going to come right out and say, um, you poo pooed the boss and 
so we have to let you go. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. And that's and that is one of the things that we talked about last week is that like you have to be willing to accept some level of criticism, but like I also understand the freedom of speech without freedom of consequence kind of thing, you know, like especially in the workplace. 100%. Yes. You know, like like yeah, he he poo-pooed the boss on somebody else's clock and he but he's got to be more self-aware and not quite so sensitive with that paycheck running that level of organization that right. he can't he he's got to be able to handle the criticism because there are media people in other outlets and uh, other sports who criticize the commissioner for the job they're doing and they don't get fired. Right. Well, and not so. only that, but guess what? He's a journalist. You're going to pay a journalist to report the news and that includes public opinion, whether it's his opinion or not. So he editorializes every once in a while. Guess what? He's a tenured journalist. They editorialize a little bit. It's not a complicated situation. If you're going to pay journalists to be on the staff, you have to open yourself up to a certain amount of of internal liability. Like it's going to come back around. It's mm-hmm. okay. Listen, this this bugs me for a very personal reason. So when I when we were in college. We we're both journalism students. Brad and mm-hmm. I were a baseball family. And at one point in time, we started run we, the journalism team, started digging up information that made our university not look so good. And we wrote about it and we published it. And then when Brad and I left, the people after us kept writing about it and kept publishing it. And there are people <laughs> of whom I may be one who may or may not have been squozen by the powers that be a little bit and leaned on and, you know, maybe thinly veiled threats coming from like top down mm-hmm. onto Poe Diddley student journalist here. Right. And guess what? Now there's no student journalism program at that school. Yep. Yep. Get over For the record. It. I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. You didn't know that was me. <laughs> I started it. I poked the, uh, a bunch of other people kept going after we yeah. got together and poked the bear. Brad was not involved. I was though. That's I was me. hanging out at the athletic department while they were doing all this. So <laughs> anyway, it was really all right. Fun. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> so um, Brig, what yeah. if the Yankees were an ice cream flavor, what would they be? Oh man. You know, I have to answer that question a little obliquely. <laughs> okay. Because, A, I don't like ice cream. But that's neither here nor there. It has no bearing on my answer. But I don't like okay. ice cream. I there's there, Even if I loved ice cream with every fiber of my being, as, though, as I know many of you do, I do not think that there is an ice cream flavor yet developed that is regal enough, <laughs> that is tasty enough, that is superior to that degree against all the rest to exist yet. So in lieu of an actual answer, I'm going to come up with something right now. I'm going to say it would be a Neapolitan blend Rocky rolled with gold leaf. And the gold leaf would be schnozberry flavored. Very fancy. Because the yeah. schnozberries taste like schnozberries. That's exactly right. <laughs> Very fancy. Okay, That's what it would last be. one. Last one for you here. 
What were this is actually a two part question. What were the best and worst of last year for you with baseball? Uh, the best is that best. we had baseball, okay, and a full season of it. That's the best. Okay. Um. Did you say first and second best, or what? Just best. No, and worst? best and worst. Best and worst. Yeah, the best is that we had um the season, and, and the worst was Rob Manfred. I mean, give me a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> that's I said, I said the worst person last year was rob manfred yeah, yeah it Very really good. was that is the right and answer calling a, a piece of metal and all this whatever freaking yeah. idiot yeah very good okay with that let's take a quick break when we get back we're going to talk about an article we read this last week about competitive imbalance in baseball hey brad can i admit something kind of ridiculous yeah man i have a neil diamond song stuck in my head I did not see that coming. Well, me neither. Have you been to a drive game recently? Tell me it's Sweet Caroline. Yeah, it's not. It's Song Sung Blue. <laughs> I have to admit I've never even heard of that song. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Dude, you gotta get out more. I think you need a vacation. You're probably right. Did you know that you can get great deals on airfare, hotels, and rental cars by using Booking.com? They have killer prices all in one place. I booked with them when I came out to South Carolina to visit you. Cool. The best part is, every time you use our link, not only do you get great deals on travel arrangements, but you also support the Baseball Together podcast. Maybe I do need to get out more. We all know you need to. Even our listeners know, bud. Well, where should I go? I don't know. I hear Phoenix is nice this time of year. Click on the link in the description to get out of the house and support the Baseball Together podcast all at once. The Nonlinear Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Before we go, we have got to talk about competitive imbalance. This is a huge topic. There's a lot of nuances to it, so we're going to break it down a little bit and focus on one pinpoint aspect of it, and that today needs to be the player's opinion. And we finally have evidence to support what exactly that means and what it is in some what I think some are some pretty substantial terms. So Max Scherzer was quoted um, – by the LA times, Jorge Castillo as having said uh, this about the current collective bargaining agreement. This negotiation is about the integrity of the game from our eyes. That's what Scherzer said. We feel as players that too many teams have gone into a season without any intent to win during the past. And he goes on to acknowledge that yes, it can be a strategy, but the problem is too many teams are doing it, whether they're large market or small market teams. We saw the tanking thing begin with small market teams who didn't have a chance to compete in the first place. And now we're seeing teams do it no matter who they are, no matter what their uh, revenue capabilities are and spending capabilities. And I think personally, he's right. He is. Uh, we, we saw the Astros win a world series because they tanked for four years. That's right. Four or five years, however long it was. So, I mean, we know it works. And that's that's yeah. why teams are doing it more because they saw the Astros. They're like, well, we could do this and not sign big name free agents. We don't need them. 
you yep. know, if we have if we're confident in our ability to develop top tier talent, then we can win in five years by tanking. But in the, the meantime, the Cubs did it. Yeah. But in the meantime, the problem is with the product they put on the field. Yeah. So well, and how that affects the fan base and how that affects additional revenue streams. And think of all the I'm okay. So a generation is 20 years, right? If you okay. tank for five years, that's a quarter of a generation. Yeah. Think of what you're doing to the fan base. I mean, I'm irate when I see teams tank. It mm-hmm. really, really bothers me. But again, like Brad said, I'm a curmudgeon uh, at heart. <laughs> and especially when it comes to baseball, like keep it pure. And that means go out there and put in the work and fight and play and and, and want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, before I ask you, Brad, this next question, uh, I want to make it one last point. Max Scherzer brings a tremendous amount of authority to this conversation because he is an association player representative for the, the players association. Uh, and while that's nifty, mm-hmm. it's even better when you realize he's one of four. There are only oh, wow. four, there are only four players who are player representatives for the MLBPA. Uh, he's joined by Andrew Miller, Francisco Lindor and Marcus Simeon. Those are the people who are speaking publicly on, on behalf of the players union and representing the players. Well, so, I mean, you have to keep this in mind that every team does have a rep, but I think that yes. there's like upper level representation, which is where Max Scherzer would be. Would They're in the, it. they call it the executive subcommittee. Okay. There we go. Of player right, leadership. There are, there's a group of four pension reps as well, but that doesn't really have any bearing on this, but no, that's the, there are eight players who have a leadership role in this hierarchy in the player association and the player reps he's one of four so i don't know how they're brought into this are they voted in or is this a typically from what i understand the players are each team votes on their representative and they'll send them um i heard david sampson say a couple years ago that nobody wants to do it so typically teams will vote on the guy who nobody likes to do it as like punishment for being that guy but at the same (laughs) time i don't see that being max scherzer or Francisco because, Lindor. Or Marcus Simeon. Exactly. So I, I don't know. Like maybe maybe it happens on some teams, but I could see these guys, some veterans being like, I can make a difference. I'm going to go to the table and this will be my job. So I could see both sides of it. I could see happening either way. But anyway. so Well, and that's what happened with the, the old timers. <clears throat> if you talk about um, – we were, we were watching fastball and there's a bunch of old timers in there that were like, nah, look, we fought really hard yeah. to keep this together. Like Goose Gossage is the example that comes to mind. He's, he's kind of proud of all of the time he spent being a player rep and fighting hard for these and rightly so. So this is not an unheard of thing for a guy like Scherzer to, to truly step up and, and want to take this leadership role. So that's why I say when he speaks this way and he's this emphatic and he's also been authorized to speak about this, uh, it carries a bunch of weight because he also probably has to get approval to go on the record with the LA times and say things like this. Of course mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the big things that the players are fighting for is competitive balance is um, length of contracts, free agency, things like that, because players, th- this is the thing is that like you, what you see in front of closed doors is that guys just want to get paid, right? They're out there chasing the biggest contracts available. Okay. But this is the thing that, and one of the things they talk about is that like, I'm getting this deal. So the guy after me can get more. 
Yeah. You know, like that was one of the things when Bryce Harper signed his deal within 24 hours, Mike Trout signed his massive deal. Yeah. And Bryce Harper, rather than being like, well, shoot, now I've got to go read retool this thing no he tweeted out and said that's why i held out so mike trout could get paid and you know i understand people are like i don't buy it these guys are just greedy that's what they want to do but it's they're they're taking care of each other in this way like a group of employees are going to want each other to get paid fairly right like there's a whole thing with that especially now but it's true it's it's the way it goes and so they're fighting for this not just the money, but also they want teams to spend money to be competitive because it, you can easily go out there and be like, okay, hey, we're not going to win this year. The, as the Mariners, we're not going to beat the Astros because they're still the best team in the division by a long shot. We could just field a team of 4A players, pay them to put them on the field, get a little bit of ticket revenue, and we'll go for next year. Well, what they're wanting is teams that like, yes, build your farm system because that's how baseball is designed, right? <clears throat> but in the meantime, you've got to pay guys to have a competitive product on the field because it's not fun. It's not entertaining for even the players to go to, I don't know, who who is to, it's not fun for the Yankees to go to Baltimore, even though I guess what, did they lose there? I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> it's not fun for teams to go to Baltimore and just beat up on beat up on the Orioles, right? No, like no. it's that's not that's not a fun way. That's not a way to want to do your job. You don't want to go to those places where it's like, okay, we can pencil in three wins here and then go off to the next town. Like you want to be challenged at your job, especially if you're good at it. Especially if you're striving for excellence. Yeah, not just good at it, but these so, people are hyper competitive and they want to be. The best, mm-hmm. and you the only way to know if you're the best is to play against the best. That's right. It. And so, Brig and I talked a little bit about this before. We have a few ideas to way as to things that Major League Baseball can do to kind of help with the competitive imbalance, teams not being as incentivized to win. Because, like we talked about, you can tank for a few years, build a really good team for cheap, and win. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when you're bad, the way that things are built right now, when you're bad, you get the top draft picks. Like, I think the Pirates get the – either the Pirates or the Orioles get the number one draft pick this next year. I think, I think. Baltimore, but it, Pittsburgh would be right there. But it's always one of those two teams getting the number <laughs> yeah. one pick, right? And so yeah. they should be really good. Instead, Baltimore goes and trades things away. But that's a whole other thing. So there's yeah. that right now. And then there's also, like, there's no salary floor, so they're not, they're not incentivized to put a – put talented players on the field by paying them but anyway there's it's a whole thing so brig and i have a couple of suggestions that baseball could put in place to help with the competitive imbalance brig do you want to go with your first one yeah i think the the key one of the keys could be to disincentivize short contracts and dis and and re-incentivize these long-term deals but you got to do a salary cap or a revenue share program. Like you have one of the two or both have to be in place for that's going to happen. But I think that having hometown heroes like Mike Trout, like Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, with these huge deals that not only are huge in terms of money, but they're huge in terms of longevity, player leadership, clubhouse presence, and fan favoritism. And that's what I think they, these people are forgetting that we are the fans. We pay the bills. Right. Without yeah. us, nothing happens. 
So what, what they need to start doing is putting the best product in front of us that they possibly can. And I think a big, big part of that is going to get back to going hometown hero style, which I've said a million times, but I just really got to see, like I was excited by the 12 and 13 year deals because I'm like, yes. Okay. Now we will forever remember Bryce Harper as a Philly. You just will. Mike Trout will just be an angel. He just will be an angel. And it's great. Right. I want that. I don't, I don't, this, the flip-flopping thing and the chasing the deal for a three-year contract at the end of your career. Like it's just crappy. It broke my heart when Albert Pujols was released uh, from St. Louis to anywhere. It didn't, it was like, it just, it just crushed me. And I was like, dang it. Because he repped, he was the, he was the guy, you know, it's, (laughs) it's like if they, let Molina go. If, if Yachty mm-hmm. Molina was allowed to play anywhere else, it would be a crime against humanity, right? It would be terrible. And so right. the fan base is hard. Is it's the heart and soul of St. Louis baseball right now is Yachty Molina. He's like the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. why did the Colorado Rockies get rid of Nolan Arenado? I don't understand. Well, and, in the, and they're in the process of getting rid of Trevor Story. They're, or they're going to be as soon as I guess not getting rid of him. They're just they're going to let him walk because they don't want to resign. They don't want to pay him. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Is that it is a long term deal. That being said, though, I understand why teams don't want to pay those because you look at Albert Pujols the last four years of his contract. For right? sure. Yes. You know, so I understand that, and I feel like one thing they can do with along those lines is. They can incentive incentivize teams with their spending, with um, with basically like a loyalty clause. Like yeah. you can give a guy a little, you can offer a guy a little bit more money. You can offer him an extra year. This is what they do in the NBA. Is that if a guy stays with the team he was with in his previous contract, the team can offer him one more year on their max contract. They also have a ceiling. They yeah, have right. the maximum number of years they can offer. Baseball doesn't have that. They don't have a maximum number of years. They don't have a maximum amount of money. So if they were to put a ceiling on a contract and say, you can offer a guy an eight-year deal, but if he stays with your team, you can offer him a nine-year deal. I think we would see that happen a lot more often is yeah. that these teams would be uh, be more incentivized to do that. And the other thing that, that basketball does, because Jewel and I talked about this, the NBA has got the salary cap and the contract thing figured out. They do, and I everybody like. seems happy about it. They they do because there's guaranteed money. There's also the, the teams are also protected with maximum amount of money, maximum number of years, things like that. Um, and so if you've got a guy who's willing to re-sign with the team who brought him up, right, who he came up through the ranks with, who he made his major league debut with, in the NBA they call it bird rights. I don't know what you would call it in MLB, uh, but basically what it is is his money doesn't count t- count towards luxury tax, uh, salary mm. cap, anything like that. Is that So it encourages the team to spend that money without taking the hit in the future. So. Wow, that's great. We should call it squirrel rights, you know, because they're like, you know, packing it in there early. For... Well, it has to do more with Larry Bird than an actual. No, like, I like bird. the animal, Brad. <laughs> Can't you see the, the cheeks with the nuts in them, Brad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the acorns. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> no, though, like I, I do feel like, though, keeping guys at home, though, keeping guys with their home team. Yes, is a big piece of it because it is a big piece. Like you talk about uh, Albert Pujols specifically, that the Cardinals are known for not giving guys long deals, not known for not giving guys big money because like we can develop another one just like him for a tenth of the cost. Why would yeah. we pay him? You know, yeah. so incentivize those teams to keep those guys around, and I think it would really help. 
Okay, because so they need to bring more free agents in. Because guys, exactly went to, guys went to the Angels because Pujols was going. Totally. <laughs> Here's the other thing I want so. to bring up. If everybody could relax about the money thing, think of what that would do. Yeah. If, if we're all just like, you know what? Here, here's the rules. It's the same. Because right now change. there are no rules. There are There's not no any rules. rules right now. It's the Wild West. They're going to do whatever <laughs> they want. It is, yeah. And so everybody is jockeying all the time, and they're swindling everybody, and there's all this, like, back-channeling going on. It's just Because that's one of the things with the NBA is that everybody knows what they're going to get going into free agency. That's is right. the guys, like, like Devin Booker. So I live in Phoenix, right? So Devin Booker with the Suns, like, he's coming – when he were to come out of – when he comes out of his contract – Everybody knows his market value going into the offseason. Like, Booker's going to get the money. It's just a matter of where. Right. You know? And, like, with baseball, it's like, um, so coming up, you've got, oh, right now you got Carlos Correa, who's on yeah. the market. Like, yeah. if it was in the NBA system, everybody would know how much money Correa is getting. It's just a matter of where. Right now, it's like, who's going to be the highest bidder? Right. That's really the question. Whoever is willing to be the highest bidder for a a shortstop in his late mid to late twenties is going to be the one who gets him. And it's really unfortunate because there are teams that not just aren't willing to do it, but can't do it. Can't, you know, and not a hope in, no, and no if there was, prayer. like you said, the revenue sharing, that would be a really big piece to helping that be successful. Yeah, I agree. But, and I, there's so much to it. There's just there so is. Much to it. There's a whole lot to it, but I have actually another suggestion. Okay. Uh, actually, I have two, actually. Whoa. So let's go with the first one. So right now, like we said, the team with the worst record gets the first pick in the draft. Right? So there is a little bit of incentive to, like, as as the season gets gets late. Obviously, you've been eliminated. Say you've been eliminated from the playoffs September 5th, yeah. mathematically. Okay? It's like, well, okay, we're not playing for anything now except for that number one pick. Let's just put a bunch of minor leaguers out there. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's put our AAA team on the big league field, give them some experience, give those guys a chance to be big leaguers for a month, and we'll lose some games. We'll get the number one pick. Well, this is another thing the NBA kind of has figured out a little bit is the draft lottery. Right. Now, the draft lottery with the NBA, there still is tanking. We saw the 76ers. They called it the process. No, they were tanking for a decade, basically, trying to get the best players available. Uh, and it didn't always work out for them because of the way that the lottery is set up. So their lottery is set up that the worst team gets the most ping pong balls. The best team to miss the playoffs gets the least amount of ping pong balls. Just give everybody one. Yeah. Give yes. everybody one ping pong yeah. ball and say, you miss the playoffs. You get one ping pong ball. You get every, everybody gets an even shot at the number one pick. And if you don't get it, good luck next year. Try to sign some free agents. Right? Yep. Yes. Like, the Rangers have gone out and spent a whole bunch of money trying to get better. They finished last in the AL West. They're probably going to finish third at worst this next year. The Mariners right. finished second in the AL right. West. Going to contend next year. Went and got the reigning Cy Young Award winner. You know, like, so there's the draft. There's a free agency. And you can fix the draft with by having a true lottery. Give everybody one shot. Even op- even odds to get that number yeah. one pick, so nobody is jockeying for position going into the last two to three weeks of the season. Now, yeah. the one problem with this is sometimes organi- organizationally just stink, right? Yeah. So you can give them the number one pick five years in a row, and it's not going to matter, which we see. Um, yeah. 
and that I can see that being the problem is like, well, you didn't give us the opportunity to get the best player because we have the tenth pick, we have the fifteenth pick, and now we have the, the seventh pick, right? right. Years but there's going to be whining anyway. It doesn't matter there's what. There's always going to be whining, no People matter. People are whining what. now, exactly right? <laughs> but it also incentivizes teams, like I said, to be competitive because it doesn't matter how good or bad you are, whether you finish last in your division or miss the playoffs by a single game in the last day of the season, you have an equal opportunity to get that number one pick to get the best player. That's right. So I feel like that's the best way to fix the draft issue with the tanking, but I don't know if it would really work or not, but that's just well, my opinion. I think the ultimately what needs to happen is we need to, we need to set up either penalties for tanking or incentives for not. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And so this is, so this is my other idea. Okay. I'm a relatively big soccer fan over the last few years, new soccer fan, but I'm getting to be a bigger soccer fan. You know this, right? So in the English Premier League and actually just European soccer in general, they have relegation. Mm. The bottom four teams, I believe, in the league go down to the next division below, go down to the B League, basically. I didn't know that's what they called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's relegation. It's like, so like in the Premier League, they have the Premier League, which is the top level, you know, and and then like the bottom four teams go down to the Champions League. Right, um, and the city league is the next one down, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and so there's teams moving up and down every single year. Now, yeah. this could work. Like this would like solve the problem because nobody wants to get relegated. Because the problem you have with relegation is they they actually address this on Ted Lasso because they get spoiler alert they get relegated at the end of the first season. Bro, um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but they talk about it starting in the second in the second season. They say. We have a Premier League roster with a Champions League budget. So you would have a big league roster with a minor league budget because you're not Oof. getting the advertising money. You're not getting the ticket sales. And, I mean, part of the problem with that is the operation costs of a big league stadium. Yeah. Like, that would be tough. You know, yeah. like, you would have, over the last few years, you would have, I mean, this year would be, what, like the Marlins, the Orioles, the Tigers, and probably the um, – the pirates who would be relegated, you know? And so you'd have to have more of a, more of a table. You have to get rid of the leagues and everything like that or something. But yeah, it would be, it would be a really big mess, like financially, organizationally, because the way that things work out as far as, um, as far as big league and, and minor league rosters go, like organizationally, like you basically with major league baseball, it would work out that, I'm, just, I'm only going to use this as an example because I can think of their AAA team off the top of my head. If the Angels got relegated, the Bs would have to come up. Yeah. But that's not well, how relegation well. works. That's not how right. relegation works, though. You know, right. So there would be some major organizational issues to work out, some major financial things to work out. Because could you imagine Mike Trout being relegated? Nope. Man, because I think the biggest reason the Angels stunk this year is because of injuries. Because Trout was out. Rendon was out. Yeah. yeah. You know? Otani in and out and but yeah so that would be a really big mm. problem but it's like solved the problem in Europe. <laughs> well, you, you can't tank you lose a whole bunch of money if you tank yeah that's bad um i wonder if there's i mean anytime you implement a new standard or a new check somebody's going to find a way to circumvent it every time so the the other thing Major League Baseball needs to do is if they're going to put in penalties, then they're going to have to be ready to renegotiate those penalties. They're going to have to rewrite the playbook constantly 
mm-hmm. because, which is what we're doing right now, honestly. I mean, that's what this whole CBA thing is about. But yeah. um, it just they haven't allowed it to come back around and deal with it in a reasonable amount of time. They keep putting it off. And so there should be like a no putting off the CBA every two year rule. Like, no, if, if you haven't, if we haven't looked at every single thing, every two or three years, like we're not or five. Uh-huh. And if, if there's evidence that a team tanked over the last five years, uh, two seasons or more penalty, here's the penalty. Yeah. Something like that could make, could make a lot. I don't know, but we, I, I mean, you, you you have positive reinforcement. You have negative reinforcement. I mean, that's it. So right. Do both. I say. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's a really strange thing to navigate, and baseball is working on it. It's one of the big talking points this year with the CBA with the lockout. We have, uh, like we said, a couple ideas. Obviously, relegation is not going to work in big league baseball. There are too many pieces, but it would certainly solve the problem. Um, I think the lottery could solve it. I think encouraging guys to stick around i think your idea was great brig i think it was fantastic it could really go a long way to helping so thank you you know the only other suggestion i would make is to expand to two two more additional teams it might because the other argument for not expanding though is that it always waters down the league it's hard enough as it is to find pitching well that's true but and you you get you get 10 more starters out there yeah you've got yeah no i i see what you're saying but if you implemented that along with the additional revenue sharing salary cap, yeah, you know, and, and the floor, the earning floor, I, I don't know. I think, I just think that more incentives, I mean, for me, it's, it all comes back to the fans. How are you going to please the fans? Mm-hmm. How are you going to consistently put a good product on the table, sell it to us in a way that's not just palatable, but gives, leaves us wanting more and then how do you repeat that process over and over and over again? Savannah's got it figured out. Mm-hmm. They sell out every game. Uh, the yeah. Pioneer League, they're killing it right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like their ideas are awesome. And they are making sure that it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Baseball, Major League Baseball right now is not making sure it's awesome. Uh, hopefully, yeah. that's what they're all bickering about right now. But I don't know if that's what they're doing. <laughs> well, they're not bickering about anything right now, unfortunately. I'd rather have yeah. a bickering than what's going on right now. Yeah, you're problem. right. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. Well, Brick, go ahead and plug the shop before we get out of here. Baseball family, do not forget to jump on 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. Uh, Brad is wearing his perfect hat and his Baseball Together podcast t-shirt. I'm wearing 42, and I got the 10th player hat on right now. So that's uh, all the stuff you can get on the shop and uh, get yourself something nice. We should do a discount code today. Just because we should, what should we call it? Briggs back. Yeah. Okay. Put in Briggs back. No apostrophe. One no word, apostrophe. no space. Yeah. And you'll get 20% off your order at the shop. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, I love it. I do too. Hey, let's do that's it. That's what we're here for ideas. And also <laughs> baseball family. Don't forget to hop in the mailbag. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. You can, you can uh, click the link in the description. We always have a, a link in the description for the mailbag. You can also jump on baseballtogether.com. There's a link in the navigation. Send those our way. Um, we have a plan for content, Brig. We do. Hop on Baseball Together. 
and read about baseball as well. There's going to be some content coming your way for that. We're very excited about it. It's going to be very fun. Um, and also like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. And baseball family, with that, we will catch you next week. Thank you.